Welcome to the Community Corner, the podcast powered by Bevy. I'm your host, Beth McIntyre. In this show, I interview community builders from all spaces in the industry. Stay tuned for actionable strategies to learn and community stories to love, all in 15 minutes. I'm excited to have my next guest, Corey Andrus, who works at Take-Two Interactive and is the head of global community at 2K. Today, Corey talks about how he approaches managing such a large community and the challenges and successes he's had with scaling globally. He also shares how his team is using community for growth, product ideation, user feedback, and education. Welcome to the Community Corner, Corey. I'm so excited to have you today. I am super, super excited to be here. I've listened to it a few times. I'm a big fan of the show and what you, what you guys are doing over there. So yeah, I'm just excited to have the opportunity to speak today and, and have a chat. Well, without further ado, let's dive right in. I would love to hear first, what exactly is Take-Two Interactive and what do you do in your role? Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, as you said, I work for Take-Two Interactive and also 2K. So 2K is my predominant employer, but uh, Take-Two Interactive is our kind of our umbrella company, our, our parent company that looks over us as a subsidiary. And, you know, as I said, I work in the video game industry. So some of my job is really awesome and fun. I get to work in entertainment, some of the best franchises in entertainment. So Honestly, it's really just like a dream job. So yeah, as my job, my role, other than playing video games all day, which is what my family says, I am the the head of community for 2K. So all the great franchises that exist at 2K, whether it be NBA 2K, uh, WWE 2K, some of our great sports franchises or Borderlands or Sid Meier's Civilization or another great ones. Bioshock is another great 2K property. Um, uh, Yeah, just get to work in video games and and I run the community functions over there uh, for 2K. Awesome. And so I feel like, in the last year or so, gaming and gaming communities in specific have kind of gone through this explosive growth. And so I would love to hear how you and your team kind of think through retention of your community members and moderation of your community spaces. Yeah, so it's, it's a great question. And obviously, yes, I mean, the pandemic, while, uh, you know, obviously unfortunate for almost everybody on the planet. Yeah, I mean, for gaming, when a lot of people, especially in the beginning, were, were locked out and had to stay at home, lockdowns. A lot of quarantines happening around the world. I mean, a lot of people turned to gaming. Uh, we saw it across all of our data and our metrics. So many people were picking up controllers or phones for the very first time and kind of finding those things to do with their family members, whether it be playing fun family games or or even you know people just staying home saying they wanted to pick up a, a, a game, whether it be a 2K or any of the other video game uh, publishers out there. And so, yeah, to your point, I mean, there's a lot of new players coming in for the very first time to a lot of our franchises, right? So the big question we have as a community team is really like, how do we retain these new players, right? And I think number one for me is education. Like, how do we properly educate people? You know, most of our players that are engaged in our channels and our platforms are very used to seeing content from us, right? And are used to getting day-to-day content. But we had to almost rethink and restructure how we go to market with, with more educational content. So whether that's like de- designing and developing video hubs for players so people can come and interact with educational content. You know, we work with a lot of different influencers and content creators across the video game industry to help us create content that are going to be really impactful for players. So I think it's, again, really, really making sure that you're thinking about those players that maybe you aren't reaching through like your normal social media accounts or through your normal Discord platforms or wherever those platforms may be. Um, it's like finding those new gamers and figuring out how to keep them you know, established into your communities. I think you you talked about content moderation and how we develop content. I think like, I mean, content to me is really becoming this huge spark within the gaming community itself, right? So I think over the, especially over the course of the last year or two, we've seen this evolution of how content is distributed from video game companies and the way gamers digest that content. So 
what I mean by that is I think, you know, when you look at normal communities, especially in gaming, you would normally look at things like your Twitters and your forums and your Reddits and all these big community platforms where a lot of gamers exist. That's kind of pivoting into kind of new forms of community, right? So we have big platforms in gaming. One's called Discord as an example, right? So Discord has really taken off in gaming communities. Right now it has over 150 million active users a month. So like it's, you know, gamers are really congregating in these areas where they can have social places to communicate with other like-minded gamers or even friends of theirs. They can voice chat, they can have text chats. So I think gaming companies, especially you, whether it be 2K or some of the other ones out there, are starting to investigate how to best use these platforms to kind of get better content out there. And I think also it's looking at places like Twitch. You know, Twitch has, you know, is, is a streaming platform for gaming where, you know, a lot of, you know, it's really big, especially with like younger kids. I have a younger uh, child at my house who like they really digest gaming content by watching Twitch, by watching other streamers and players play the games that they love. Um, that's how they get better at games, how they learn more about games, how they educate themselves and how they be entertained. And Twitch, like their numbers are through the roof, right? Streaming platforms in general. I mean, streaming is responsible for such a huge part of internet traffic in general. Now, I think it's right around waving around 82% of all internet traffic is streaming video now. U.S. adults are watching six hours of streaming content a day on average. There's all kinds of data metrics that are now positioning more towards streaming content. So for us, it's like really it's about not just like how we moderate the comment, but almost how we distribute the content, right? And how we get better involved in communities. Um, you know, I think the way community used to be talked about in gaming is with the words community management. I think community management is super important, but I think it's less so almost about managing them now and making sure you're hitting the content in the channels in which they exist. Because I think in an old form, when like maybe internet wasn't as established as it is now, or people didn't have as much access as they have now to content and different creators in different games, like you had to bring them into one place, right? Now, I think it's more about being in the places in which they already exist. So I think it's really just like kind of a pivot of where we were maybe five to 10 years ago and thinking about how we want to approach it in like a new world era almost for gaming. I would love to talk more about how do you approach going to where they are, where they are when there's so many of them? Because you talk about, I mean, these communities that you manage are very niche in that they're very specific to a game, but they're global and there's tons of members and there's tons of users. So what are some of the challenges or what, you know, what are some of the successes that you've seen with scaling globally to such a huge community audience? Yeah, th this is such another, another amazing question. I feel like I could talk for five hours on this topic alone, but I mean, it's, <laughs> it's such an important one, right? Because as I said, more and more gamers are coming into the fold, especially under the circumstances we've all been under over the last few years. But also just in general, gaming is now the biggest entertainment space in the entire world, right? And I think there's you're talking hundreds and hundreds of millions of players. And for some of our franchises, that 2K is an example, like NBA 2K is an established franchise uh, with millions and millions of players. And really, you have to think about how you approach that at scale, right? Because again, like sometimes, you know, the interesting thing about community, community management and being in this space is that you oftentimes will hear things from certain gamers on platforms. You know, a lot of people talking to you, sometimes it can get really noisy and cluttered. And other times, like, you have to also realize that a predominant amount of your players aren't talking to you at all, right? So looking at a social channel as an example, use Twitter, right? You might have five or six million people on Twitter actively engaging with you or actively paying attention to what you're saying as a brand, but you you might have 50 million players in game, right? And some of these bigger games, like, you know, you, know, you look at even like the Fortnites of the world, which have 300 million players, which is insane to say out loud, but like, it's, it's about how you scale that, how you scale information that goes out to them, but also how information comes into you as a team, right? So 
I think like, you know, for us, what's been really important is like, as we, we look to scale more globally is number one, how do we localize content, right? So uh, thinking about some of these new forum platforms that we have, when I, when I talk about Discord or I talk about Twitch, or even when you look at your Twitter accounts that you have out there for brands, it's about how you approach those with localization in mind, right? So anytime we roll out something, whether it be a piece of information for our players, uh, whether it be a piece of content, what we're thinking about internally now more than ever is about making sure that's localized in every single language across the world, right? Making sure that we have levers to pull from that we are, so we are expanding our remit globally, right? So we have more and more players coming in from South America, um, from Europe, you know, from different languages that that might not understand what we're doing English-wise. So I think, you know, every company has a bit of a different strategy there, but I think from our perspective, it's about how we manage those relationships with players that might be not English speaking, um, because that's a big form, forming factor of where we want to get to with our games is that we're, we're getting in front of all these different languages and people. And I think too, it's about how you do things. Again, when we talk about being at scale, to me, it's about making sure that you have sustainable platforms in which your players can give you information and how you properly scale that with one-to-one engagement, right? So what I mean by that is a feedback loop. We use a feedback loop as an example. When your players give you feedback on your game, you know, you want to make sure that you have every player's intentions, every player's feedback on a one-to-one scale with each other. Sometimes what we see in, in the gaming industry and with gaming communities is that there will sometimes be really loud voices. So just say you have a content creator that has a big YouTube channel or multitude of different content creators that have big YouTube channels that are sharing a narrative or sharing a piece of feedback. It might sound really loud and they might have a big part of a community backing them or supporting their, you know, what they're saying to you. But the feedback that you get from somebody that maybe gets the game at Christmas or maybe just plays once or twice a week is just as valuable and just as important as all the feedback that you get from those loud voices. So it's about creating and developing platforms that allow you to scale and prioritize feedback with that one-to-one in mind, right? Make, make sure that every gamer and every player has the exact leverage of voice, the same amount of voice as one another, right? So um, making sure that you're not making drastic decisions based on one loud thing and just ignoring the rest, you have to find ways to build platforms that allow that scale. So for us, when we get that feedback back, we're, we're looking at designing platforms that really think of that at the forefront of things, right? So b- building things from a foundational level, making sure that players have the ability to, you know, give input on pieces of feedback that come in, allow the ability to upvote or downvote things to, to kind of agree or disagree with one another. So in the background and our end, we can kind of scale those things and prioritize them to say, hey, this is what the most amount of gamers want to see. And again, we're not just basing decisions off of the one loud thing that we see in one community, right? So I think it's about building platforms that are sustainable, um, that allow you to scale then appropriately in the in the back end. I really like that you're now talking about this feedback loop because you know you started saying that the community is there to educate your your members and the users of your games. Now we're talking about feedback and like product ideation and how are you building a better product and platform for the people who are using your your games. What other kind of purposes do you find that your communities solve, or what are some of the other goals that you're trying to to accomplish with your community spaces? It's so integral to what we do, right? I mean, as a community, you know, head of community and as like a community function, like one of the most important aspects is making sure that we deliver feedback that players give us on our products back to our development teams and our studio teams, right? And the goal of that is really to deliver insight to the business decisions that are being made, right? Like making sure we have player advocate voices that are inside the building they're bringing those concerns to the right tables for for conversation, right? So again, like it's not the easiest process at times. Like when you have, again, millions and millions of voices, platforms with obviously like 30 to 50 to 100 million players, 
obviously like decisions are hard, right? Because you have so many differing opinions that come in, like from different players. You know, there's obviously different styles of gamers. Like I said, some people might be casual that pick up the game once or twice a week to play with their children or to play with a friend on the couch. Other people are, are playing competitively. They're playing for money. Uh, they're playing to tr- try to achieve, to, you know, positions on big esports teams, right? There's again, a lot of money in gaming now and the competitive space is growing up so, so quickly. That's a very valuable aspect of feedback as well, right? So often games are designed with so many millions of people in mind and that feedback loop is so vital to what we, we try to achieve. And so to do that again, like I think it's about building hubs that, that you can scale feedback appropriately with, I think quantitatively. So I think another element that we do within that feedback loop is we obviously make sure that we're listening to social listening. Like we have data and insights tool that help us like build structure around like what are players actually saying to us again, right? So we, yes, we're in these platforms. We're, we're everywhere where gamers are talking about our games, but making sure that we have tools that can articulate the things being said keying in on certain keywords that are really important within the gaming space so we can then understand, okay, are people talking positively about our game? Are they talking negatively? What are the things that we have to think about? Looking at trending topics for a day or a week's time or a month's time, tracking those month over month, year over year to see if we're making progress in the right areas. Again, making sure that we're using this data to really give insight to these development teams who are working so hard to build the games. And I think qualitatively, it's about putting the right expert voices in front of your development teams. So I'm very big on things like design councils or working with like specific influencers who might be experts at the game that are playing, you know, hundreds of hours a month at times uh, on some of our games, like bringing them in to make sure they have a voice with those developers and that they can have routine, you know, meetings with them. Uh, it's obviously been a lot tougher in, in a COVID space to do this when you, you have the ability to do physical events, um, where you can bring people in for feedback events. That's changed a little bit, but we're still looking digitally at what's possible there. And obviously, as things open up, we want to open those doors back up and getting players closer to our development process. So really, it's about attacking it from so many different angles, right? It's obviously you're listening to all the different players that you see in channels, de- devising the right platforms to talk to your players, but also the feedback loop consists of like the qualitative element of those experts and the quantitative element of taking data to make sure that you're informing them with the right the right metrics. Totally. I appreciate that you are sh- shedding so much light on some of the kind of more important aspects of building community for gaming because it's so much more than just connecting people who like the same game. Like there's so many different aspects of how you can use this for your product, use this for business goals. So I I feel like I could also talk about this for five hours with you, but this is a bite-sized podcast. And so I have to ask you my last question. Who is a community builder that you would love to grab lunch with? Oh man, there's so many. The one that really sticks out to me though, somebody I've been following for a really long time. And that's, uh, he goes by Major Nelson. His real name is Larry Herb. He is well, one of the head uh, marketing folks over at Xbox, Microsoft Xbox, which is one of our, our first party platforms. I mean, Larry really started his career in the community space and really building community around the Xbox platform. Uh, he's been around for years, but he's he's just a, a complete expert in this area. Uh, someone that I think handles everything the right way, has a super positive a- attitude and outlook on everything community and everything about the platform he works with. Um, within the gaming space, he's a he's a huge name and someone that I think just has a wealth of experience. And, you know, someone that like, you know, is is now in a leadership position that's really trying to drive some of the same stuff I've seen him drive for so many years. Uh, he'd probably be the first person I'd, I'd want to sit down uh, with and pick his brain on on all community related aspects because he's a he's a fantastic person within the gaming space. Awesome. Thanks so much for sharing, Corey. And thank you so much for making some time for me to chat and come to the community corner. 
Yeah, thank you so much for having me again. A fantastic show, and I really love that you're taking this on. And uh, yeah, I can't wait uh, for other people to listen to it. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for listening. If you liked the show, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you'd like to learn more about how to create your own community, go to pod.bevy.com. That's pod.bevy.com. This is the Community Corner, and I'm Beth McIntyre. <laughs>